What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the How You Podcast. My name is Xavier. Thank you so much for tuning in and locking in this week. Hey, I got a story to tell. When I was younger, uh, my grandmother cooked all the time. And oftentimes, we would go to my grandmother's house for different things. So Christmas, Thanksgiving, random Sunday dinners, all of those things. We would always be at my grandmother's house, and she would always be making food. And, I mean, she made all types of country stuff, too. You know, she made pork chops and gravy. She made macaroni and cheese. During during uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving, she would make a ham. See, now let me tell you how country you are. Where I'm from, she would make a ham, but she would marinate the ham beforehand in, like, some Coke or some Pepsi or Dr. Pepper. And don't get me wrong, to this day, I have no idea how she cooked it. I have no idea why it was as good as it was it had no it had no reason being that delicious but we used to slap the point is I mean she would cook everything in the world she cooked potato salad she would cook the the fixings the yams the I mean it would be a full spread and it never failed every Thanksgiving or every Christmas my grandmother she would or one of the older women in my family I would get there I would sit down at the table as a kid and somebody would make my plate and they would bring it to me and I would go to town where I would start demolishing the plate. I'm talking scrump diddly umptious. I am going in on the food. And not to mention, I was a real, real chubby kid. <laughs> like legitimately, like I was a chubby kid. L- let me tell you, growing up, I used to wear the, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe this gonna, this gonna ring a bell for some of y'all. Growing up, I would wear the, the pants, the 14s or the 12s or whatever you call them, but then they would be the Husky edition. The Huskies. It was a brand. 14 Husky. First of all, the whole brand is disrespectful. <laughs> the, the whole brand is disrespectful. But I, I would rock the 14 Huskies. They had the elastic waistband in them. And then they had an extra button across the front of them because they knew that you was going to be a little bigger than that. So they needed to give you some stretch. This is denim with extra buttons and stretching them. I basically had to wear jeggings. So I, I was a pretty husky kid. I was a pretty hefty kid. And uh, so somebody would make my plate, and it never failed. They would put all of this food on my plate. I would go to town and I'd eat. But then, ultimately, I would leave a bunch of food on the plate because they were essentially, they knew I was going to be hungry, but they were overestimating how hungry I was. They never consulted me about what to put on my plate or how much they wanted to put on my plate. They just asked me, did I want to eat? Yeah. Are you hungry? Absolutely. I'm hungry. Okay. What would you like to eat? I'll have some of everything or I'll have some pork chop or I have this. They never then followed up with how much do you want? But they would load my plate down, and at the end of my meal, my plate would still have food in it. And you know what would happen? The same person who made my plate, or my grandmother, or my mother, or somebody, they would be upset with me for not eating all the food on the plate that I did not prepare. I mean, mad. I mean, especially, don't even get me started on <laughs> Then they get me started on my grandpa. My grandpa literally would tell us all the time, uh, verbatim, don't get me wrong. I understand it is not something that's normal to say, but my granddad would say, man, it's, he didn't understand. He'd be like, man, it's children in Africa starving and y'all sitting around here chunking away food. Like that was his go-to saying, I cannot tell you the number of times he told me that. If that happened today, I was like, grandpa, there's, there's people starving all over the world, including in this neighborhood. We don't have to use Africa as the example. There are developed places in Africa. Anyway, he's like, man, people in Africa starving, and y'all sitting around here chunking away food. 
And it didn't, as a kid, it, it never registered to me. But as an adult, I look back on it and, and I realized that there were times that I probably overate and there were times that I probably was so guilty that I ate more food than I should have because I didn't want to throw it away because he told me this whole people in Africa story or children in Africa story and I didn't want to be wasteful. But then in my adulthood, I started to think I didn't prepare a single bite of this food in the first place. So why is it that everybody is upset with me about not eating food that I did not prepare. I didn't decide how much of it I wanted. And, I, and I'm telling you this story for a reason. Xavier, why in the heck are you telling me this story on a personal growth podcast? It's because right now in your life and in my life, you are allowing people to prepare a plate for you and then be upset with you when you don't want everything that is on your plate. And it's probably quite obvious at this point that I'm not talking about physical food. But what I'm talking about is your schedule. And what I'm talking about is your calendar. And what I'm talking about are your responsibilities and my responsibilities. And what I realize in life is, just like younger me, because you and I sometimes are not very clear, just like younger me was, we are not very clear with how much of something we are willing to do, how much of our time we are willing to give to a person or to doing favors for people or to serving other people or to serving in our specific organizations, whether that be Greek letter organizations or colleges or nonprofits or churches or you name it. Because we have not set proper boundaries with our family about how much time we are willing to go over there, how many kindergarten graduations we're going to attend, how many Friday family cookouts we're going to attend, how many Sunday morning brunches we're going to attend. Because we have not set proper boundaries around all of those things, what has happened to us in life? People have loaded our plates, loaded our lives, loaded our schedules down with what they want us to consume, how they want us to spend our time, how they want us to spend our energy, and and how they want us to devote our calendar. They have loaded our plate and furthermore, even worse, have the nerve to get upset with you and me when we do not live up to their expectations. When they become disappointed in us because We have not lived up to their expectations. And sometimes you and I even feel guilty for not living up to people's expectations of how we should spend our time. Guilty of letting other people load our plates and then making us feel bad when we don't consume all the things that they want us to do. Do all the things that they want us to do. And here's the deal. I, I thought about this in adulthood, like I said, and, and I, I, I remember asking, metaphorically asking my younger self, why didn't you ever say how much of it you wanted? And I don't know whether it was negligence or, or, or whatever, but I, I realized that younger me, hey, you could control what is on your plate and what is not on your plate. And my encouragement to you right now, listener, my encouragement to myself right now, Xavier, I'm talking to myself, is this. There is nothing on your calendar. There is nothing on your schedule. There is nothing on your list of responsibilities that should be there without your permission. That should be there if you don't want it there. 
let me give a caveat to that. If you are married, your spouse belongs on your plate of responsibilities and time and all of those things. There's nothing you can do about that. If you have a child, let me tell you something. Your child is on your plate of responsibility. There's nothing you can do about that. But let me tell you something. Everything else in your life is a choice and is a decision. And if you feel right now like your calendar, your schedule, your life is running away with you, then it's time for you to spend a moment centering yourself. Asking God, God, how do you want me spending my time? How do you want me spending my energy? And then to reallocate that time and energy accordingly and to not feel bad about not living up to everybody's expectations of you. I would genuinely believe if I told you right now, hey, the Lord has a desire that you and I would steward our money well, that we would manage our money well, that what God has blessed us with, we would do right by it. Then you and I would agree with that. There's not a person, I think, in the world who would, who would disagree with that. However, have you ever thought that God wants you to steward your time well and, and that it is quite possible to give so much of your time in places that matter, they all matter, right? Just like my plate of food growing up, my all my food was good. I wanted a little bit of everything up there. I wanted all my food on the plate. But what I should have decided was how much of each thing. That was my responsibility to dictate how much of each thing. And it is your responsibility. All the things you're carrying right now are good, more than likely. And if they're not, get them out of there. All the things that you're spending your time with might be good, but you got to ask yourself, man, what, how much of these individual things should I be doing? It, it's good. I, I, I want you to volunteer at, at your local nonprofit. I want you to go and help out. But, but, but how, how much time should you be spending? I want you to spend time with your family. I really do. I want you to spend time with your friends. I really do. But they want to do Sunday morning brunch every Sunday morning, and you ain't making it to 930 service no more. So I'm asking, how how much Sunday brunching you got to do? Y'all can't do Saturday brunch? I know I'm a pastor, so obviously I'm talking about that. Y'all can't do Saturday brunch or something like that? I know, I know, I know. Hey, I know serving at your local church is a must. If you're a believer, you need to be serving. If you listen to me right now and you're Christian and you go to church and all that stuff and you ain't serving at a church, you need to add that to your plate immediately. That needs to be a big part of your plate. I guarantee it. I don't care what else you got going on in life. So you need to be serving somewhere. But 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 let me ask you this. Maybe you've gotten to a point where that's all you do and you've neglected your family completely. Where you serve so much at your local church that you realize you don't have any relationship with your neighbor. You've never even talked to them, had a spiritual conversation with them and tried to lead them to Christ. And what I'm saying is I'm not saying stop serving. But what I'm saying is carve out other time for the other responsibilities in your life. Things that you need to be doing and things that you like to do. Self-care time. Now, let me give you a pause because some of y'all, some of us like to get so involved in self-care and anything that you don't like, anything that don't fit in your little bubble, anything that don't fit in the little 30 minute block that you got, you don't do. And I don't think that's biblical either. I don't think the Lord is calling us to that either, either. I don't think that every part of your life is supposed to be convenient. Sometimes serving is inconvenient. So don't hear me say you should not be serving if your life is, if you're overwhelmed in life right now. What I am saying is that you and I have to figure out what is it that the Lord wants on my plate? What is it that I want on my plate? And how do I make sure that the people around me do not dictate that to me and that I can dictate that 
to the people around me and not feel guilty afterwards. As a matter of fact, I was having a similar similar conversation with a, with a pastor on our staff and uh, he and I went to lunch and I, I was hearing his story and he was hearing mine and he was telling me about this season of life. His kids are, are grown and his grandkids are, are getting older and so just a lot of wisdom in his voice and in his years. And so I'm asking him, hey man, what, what have you learned about pastoring? This is this is my my calling, it's my profession. I feel like I'm gonna do this for a while. And tell me what you've learned. Tell me, tell me what I needed. Tell me what I need to know going into this season. You know, new kid, new, new campus pastor position, so on and so forth. Tell me what I need to know. And he said, Xavier, y'all, this is so good. He said it. I don't know if he knew it was as good as he as it was to me. As I I don't know if he knew how good it was to me when he said it. He said, Xavier, listen. He said, no is a spiritual answer. He said, no is a spiritual answer. And he said, I I want you to think about Jesus for a second. And he said, Jesus didn't heal everybody in the Bible who asked for healing. He didn't show up to every person's house who asked him to come. He didn't go everywhere everybody asked him to be. Jesus had boundaries because he had a clear assignment and a clear understanding of the things that God had called him to do. Now, you and I are never going to get it as perfect as Jesus, obviously, because we're not perfect and we're not God in the flesh. And so we have obviously some figuring to do. He probably just knew, but um, we have some figuring to do in that area. But let me encourage you, just like he encouraged me, no is a spiritual answer. That you are not less godly because you tell somebody no. That I am not less godly because I tell somebody no. As a matter of fact, most often what we will find is that our inability to say no comes from a desire to people please, which means we have a confidence issue that needs to be solved in God because we need the edification that people give us verbally when we need to do good or when we do good. Or we figure out we have a pride issue, which is that, God, if I say no, nobody else will do it. And that's just not true because the Lord used somebody else before you and he will use somebody else after you. Trust me, listen to God, follow his voice, and he'll figure everything else out. And so you and I have to not feel like just because we're saying yes to everything somebody asks us to do, that that's the most spiritual decision. Sometimes the spiritual answer is no. Sometimes the spiritual answer is Mm-mm, somebody else will do it. TikTok voice. What does that lady say? Mm-mm, somebody else will do it. Mm-mm, not me. Mm-mm, somebody else will do it. Sometimes that's the most spiritual answer. Here's what I want to know. I want you maybe in the, in the comments down below if you're on YouTube or maybe if you're listening to the podcast, even in the suggestion box that's over on the website, the suggestion and comment box. How about you just type in and tell me, What are you saying no to this week? What are you saying no to this week? We're always talking about something you should start, all of those things. What are you going to stop this week? College students, listen to me if you're talking. Let me tell you something. I wish I would have thought about while in college. When you're in college, everything you put on your schedule is flexible. Every organization you're a part of, and that can be Greek life, campus ministry, that can be volunteer organizations, flag football, that can be whatever it is. Whatever it is, whatever you put on your account, you literally build your calendar from scratch. And if you're overwhelmed right now, it's okay to take a step back and, and look at it and say, okay, which of these things do I want to let go? No can be a spiritual answer.
Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in this week. I appreciate you so much. Man, if you found this helpful, here's what I want you to do. I want you to like on YouTube, share, and subscribe. I also want you to leave a rating if you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. It really does help other people find content exactly like this. Man, we're growing so much. I feel like this is the best year yet. We're going weekly, and I don't even know how. I couldn't go weekly before a baby, and yet here we are going weekly after the baby. Look at that. That's the strength and the grace of God. Somebody, I'll bless them right there. Sorry, I got a little churchy right there. The point is, hey, if you found this helpful, please leave a rating. Let me know. Go over in the suggestion box. Let me know. We release comp- uh, episodes just like this, like I said, every single week. And I want you to lock in. You need to lock in because you won't go anywhere unless you grow somewhere. Take it easy.